0: The future is no place to place your better days. That is the lyric from Dave Matthews in his song, Cry Freedom. So many of us place or launch our happiness into the future, scheduling it for some future date and time. Sometimes it's a light toss that lands in the day known as today. It can start on Monday morning when we begin to tell ourselves that it's almost time for our lunch break. And then around 3 p.m., we begin to count the minutes until the workday is over. On Tuesdays, many are torn between a brief celebration of getting over another case of the Mondays, which is followed by the somber realization that it's only Tuesday. And this is still an uphill battle. That is until Wednesday, otherwise known as Hump Day. When you're wrapping up this midweek landmark, you can begin to take solace in knowing that the worst is behind you and that you're headed towards. Better days, better days that start with the good, but not great day known as Thursday. When you Google quotes about Thursday, you'll see that this day of the week receives uh, mixed reviews. On the negative side, you'll find descriptions like Thursday, the most useless day. It only exists as a reminder that it's been a really long week and it's still not over. And on the more positive side, you'll find Happy Thursday messages that are followed by, you know, if you stand on your tiptoes, you can actually see Friday. And also, Happy Thursday. Sorry, Thursday, but I'm saving my woohoo for Friday. And when you wake up the following day, you realize you did it. You made it to the day known as Friday. And this is a glorious day that has been described as the golden child of the weekdays the superhero of the work week and the welcome wagon to the weekend and the weekend oh yeah it's made up of the best days saturday and sunday but not all of sunday is that celebrated because at some point the feeling of dread known as the sunday scaries arrive when we're reminded of what lies around the corner yeah the monster known as Monday. And that's when and where we start this whole cycle again. Rinse and repeat. And that's just the weekly version of placing our better days in the future. Because this practice isn't confined to just a seven-day schedule. Many of us will hurl our happiness further into the future. For some, now is the time of the year when the focus turns towards a holiday break. Who knows, maybe you get a whole week off in late December. But after the ball has dropped, and the confetti has settled after New Year's, we again return to this agonizing annual tradition. But for some, the chosen landing place of happiness is far more distant than a day, more yonder than a year. It goes much further than that because it's been determined that our better days await us at the gates of a destination known as retirement. All right, whatever the version or timeline of this process one uses, I like to refer to it as The destination myth of happiness, which is the widely held but false belief that happiness is found in the destinations of life. Whether that destination is the weekend or next year or could be the next job or maybe having no job or possibly the destination is the the next move, the next city, or maybe the next relationship. This destination myth of happiness has been described by countless numbers of people. But to provide a trio that probably haven't been grouped together before, here are the words of the Buddha, Macklemore, and George Strait. So the Buddha said that there is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. The hip-hop artist Macklemore wrote on the topic, I wish somebody would have told me, babe, that someday these will be the good old days. And finally, from the country musician, George Strait. I think it'd be best to allow the, the king of country to deliver this himself. Take it away, King George. You don't bring nothing with you here, and you can't take nothing back. I ain't never seen a hearse with a luggage rack. I ain't never seen a hearse with a luggage rack. Whew. Thank you, George, for that perspective gift. But what isn't a myth when it comes to destinations is that we're all headed towards the same one. It's the destination known as death. And I know you may be thinking right now, well, this took quite a morbid turn, but hang in there because as Erb Yalem says, though the physicality of death destroys us, the idea of death may save us. End of quote. And on this topic, Bronnie Ware wrote a book called The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. And this book is all about what she learned as a nurse while caring for and counseling patients in the last few months of their lives. You've likely heard the saying, hindsight is 20-20. And when that hindsight arrives, at the end of one's life, what you'll find is a level of clarity and wisdom that we can all learn from. So the top regret of the dying is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So on this one, we tend to be so focused on getting to that next destination that it keeps us from appreciating and experiencing what is available in the here and now. And I believe much of which drives this destination myth is fueled by being way too concerned about the thoughts, the opinions of others. The second, Most common regret was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. In Ware's words, she said, so many of the people she cared for deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence. The next regret was, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Another of the five regrets was, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Ware addresses this regret in her book by writing, many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice, end of quote. And finally, the fifth regret was, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And on this one, I wanna share a random thought I had the other day. Okay, so remember like in elementary school when we were learning about, you were learning about the different parts of speech in English class. I think that's called like an LA class now. Anyways, and- And day one was about nouns. And that day's lesson started with the definition of a noun. That being, a noun is a person, place, or thing. I'm not sure why this memory popped up the other day, but it did. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think it's cool that the words are listed in order of importance when it comes to what provides us true happiness, life satisfaction. The definition starts with people. And any measure you want to use for happiness, it starts with people. Research shows that the number one predictor of mental health, physical health, how long you live, and happiness is meaningful relationships. As Daniel Siegel says, relationships, relationships, relationships. And in that second spot, and it's a distant second, the silver medal goes to place. Research shows that travel... And the experiences it provides are a way better use of one's money than buying up more of our last-placed seller-dweller of things. Person, place, or thing. Just wanted to share that and invite you to ask yourself this question. Is the life you are living aligned with this same order of importance? When I used this simple noun framework, To look at my own life, I realize that my life and the verbs that make up my average day, well, they need to be dedicated more towards people in the present and less focused on the pursuit of collecting more things at some point in the future. I guess I must have forgot that hearses don't have luggage racks. To close, a quote from Colin Wright. You have exactly one life in which to do everything you will ever do. Act accordingly.